0: You are listening to the Joshua Segafus podcast. Hey, this is dating coach Joshua Segafus. On this podcast, we talk about how men and women can level up their powers of attraction and desirability to take their dating life to a whole new level. Stay tuned, keep listening. I'm about to show you how it's done. Hey, everyone, welcome back. This is Joshua Segafus. I'm doing uh, part number. This will be part number seven of the force of attraction podcast and um youtube course this is going to be on my podcast and my youtube this is my free course force of attraction for men and um, we're going to delve into connection here in the last video we talked a little bit about connection or i'm sorry engagement engagement is the step where you uh you you have met someone and so you start talking to them and engaging with them right now connection is the next step and Oftentimes, connection is going to happen simultaneously with, with engagement. Or at least, it's going to happen very quickly. Sometimes, that's not always true. Um, and then also escalation, which is the next step after connection, also often happens very quickly after engagement. And oftentimes, engagement, connection, and escalation all happen at the same time, during the phase of the conversation, especially if there's a lot of sexual energy and like sexual attraction and chemistry present. Um, however, all three of them serve slightly different purposes. And so it's really important to talk about all three of them separately. Now, connection is is a bit deeper than engagement. So what separates engagement from connection is that engagement is often a, it's like a surface level conversation if I walk up to a cashier and I say, Hey, how's your day going? And she says, it's going good, which is like the expected answer. And then I say, wow, that's, it's warm outside, isn't it? And then she says, yes, it is. And I think it's going to be warm tomorrow too. And then I'm like, okay, well, bye. So that was an engagement, but there was no real connection. And the reason is, is because there was nothing uniquely human and individual put into that conversation by either one of us. Right. Um, that could have been a conversation between any two humans and while it did you know those are things we both shared you know we were both sharing that experience there in the in the in the store and we both experienced the warm weather it didn't really give anything more than just a surface level base communication which is better than nothing but it's important to understand that that is different from connection now if i walked up to the cashier and i said are you having a good day today and then she said yeah i'm having a good day which is the expected answer and then um and i said what are you doing after work? And then she says, well, I'm probably going to go watch a movie. And then I say, well, what movie? And then she says, well, I'm going to watch uh, this, such such movie. And I'm like, oh, okay. Why do you like that movie? Uh, and then she might say, well, I like it because, because the main character, like I relate to the main character because he's kind of selfless and he's heroic. And, and I, you know, oftentimes I feel like I'm, I connect with that because in my life, I'm kind of a selfless heroic a little bit, at least that's how I feel. And so I feel like I can identify with him. Now, now this is completely different. See, we started off engaging, but then it quickly delved into a little bit of connection, right? So she, um, she connected and and put that out there and engaged that connection step by, well, I, I, we both did. I asked her a question, which is a way oftentimes to initiate connection is we ask more personal questions, and she responded to it with a personal answer. And it was deeper than surface level, right? And so we have generated a bit of connection. Now, to close that connection loop, what I want to do is then I want to return that connection with something of my own. So I might say, um, yes, I agree. That character is very selfless and he, uh, he is a heroic character. I, however... I feel like I identify more with his flawed personality because he also has this, like this regret about his past. And, and, you know, I can connect to that because I feel like I understand what that's like because of my past. I, you know, regret some things. And so, so if I say that we've come around full circle and we have connected, I have a, one of us asked the question that generated the, like the, the part of the conversation where connection is possible. She shared something personal with me. I, responded to her by sharing something in return and now we have all the makings of a deeper connection now it may not be very deep yet because it it goes in layers right we just met engagement is the most surface level connection there's virtually i mean it's just surface level there's basic human connection but then we got one level deeper with these personal this personal dialogue where we talked a little bit about ourselves as humans right and we shared this with each other when you learn about someone and then you share with them connection happens uh and and i'm not even totally sure i'm gonna i'm gonna google this real quick uh definition of connection because i feel like it might be good to talk about this um, the dictionary definition for the word connection is a relationship in which a person, thing, or idea is linked or associated with something else. And so that's actually a really good definition. So, so that is the essence of connection, right? And then you can you can move on from that. For example, there's what they call the iceberg. And um, if you use the iceberg principle in your communication, this helps to build connection, right? So the idea is that you see above the water, you see the peak of an iceberg. So that's a thing you see, but that's not the actual important part of the iceberg right the most important part of it is the part you don't see because that's the dangerous part or that's the the, the beautiful part or whatever it is uh, it's most important but you don't see it right away so what you do is the the woman the girl says um, I say um, why do you uh, like why do you like that movie right so she made a statement. I'm going to watch this movie. I like, I like this movie. I'm going to go watch it after work. That's the tip of the iceberg. And then I say, oh, why do you like that movie? See, because the real thing I want to learn is not that she likes this movie per se, but why she likes it. That's how you build connection. So, so she says, well, I like it because... And then she takes the statement and then she explains it with a belief. The character is heroic and selfless, and I identify with him. Okay, so... um, Now, we've gone from surface level to one layer beneath. Then I could say, like, what about him being selfless do you identify with? Like, what life experiences do you identify with? Then she might say, well, you know, when I was young, I took care of my brothers and sisters, and, you know, because my parents weren't home very often. Bam! We have gone a whole nother level deeper, right? And then I may say... Um, how has that affected you in your life? You know, having that experience, like, like, what do you think that has created in you as a person? And then she says, well, it's actually made me very independent, but it's also made me hesitant to trust people because I'm so used to doing everything in my own. And so bam, we've gone another level deeper. And so there's really infinite levels, right? And of course, as humans, the closer we get to know someone, the more connected we become and we, we delve into that now. But the thing is, is that we cannot just interrogate someone, um, if you do all the digging, 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 and you never share, that's actually a really lopsided um, element of connection. And what it is, is it's you information seeking, but you're not, you're not being vulnerable. And that's actually kind of a fear trigger, and that makes people uncomfortable, because people associate that with someone who's just trying to pry and get information, not with someone who wants to genuinely connect, because what we want as humans is to genuinely connect, right? And so people, people don't like that, and for good reason. Uh, it's, it's, it raises anxiety, because if you had an enemy or a predator, they would want to learn about you without exposing anything about them, right? That's, that would be their modus operandi. They, they don't want you to know that they hunt in your part of the jungle at night. They do, however, want to know your habits so that they might be able to happen across your path while they are hunting to give them the best odds of then victimizing you and becoming a predator and overcoming you, right? And so this is, the, this is how evolution has shaped human connection and why connection is so important to us because we, so the fear is... For women, the fear is, I do not want to, um, I do not want to mate with a predator. I don't want to be preyed upon. If I'm going to mate with someone, I want there to be a genuine connection. I want them to care about me. I want them to be willing to share resources with me. I want them to be kind and respectful. I want them to be protective of me, not um, predatory. Um, you know, So safety and security plays a really vital role here. Um, so connection helps us to establish that. In a way, it is our, it's is our—it's one of the tools that humans use to to vet our potential mates so that we, we can rule out the bad options and we can focus more on the good options, right? Because in theory, if, if we can build connection with someone, that must mean there's a certain layer or a level of vulnerability. Also, when people share more about themselves, it gives us more information to see if they might be lying to us. And so the more information we get about that, the easier it can be see the easier it is for us to see whether or not they may be deceiving us and that is also a way that we can filter out if we if they start to be vulnerable or quasi vulnerable and we realize you know this doesn't add up this isn't making sense i think these are lies that's a tell and a red flag that can allow us the opportunity to then say no i'm going to disengage like i'm not gonna i'm not going to go down this road because i think that this person isn't who they say they are now that doesn't that isn't always conscious we do not always do that on purpose It's so ingrained in us to want connection it's like wanting a safe place or it's like wanting to be dry when it's cold outside you know uh it's like it's like a that strange noise is my cat he he yowls when i talk and no one else is talking i think he thinks i'm talking to him (laughs) um anyway so that is why connection is so important right connection's absolutely important in dating and in mating attraction and in the dating marketplace because um, because that's what we want. We want genuine connection. Uh, genuine connection doesn't just help us to rule out negatives. It's also a huge positive and it's very pleasurable to actually connect and engage with another human, right? Okay, so um, one thing that I will say is I think that our culture is underconnected, and I think part of the reason is because of the the internet. You know, when I was when I was like 11, 12 years old, I got a computer with internet for the first time. And I think I sent my first email when I was like 12, 12 years old. So so I had friends and we didn't have the internet at all, right? Our entire relationship was based on quick phone calls and then hanging out face to face. And I had such close friendships, very, very close friendships. I always have through my whole life. Um, But it's because I've always been... I've always been really quick to to hang out in person and to build connection. And see, building connection is something that always came natural to me. I was a natural at building connection. I, I always have been. And so um, that's one of the reasons I say that when I was younger, when I didn't understand women, I was... Like, I wasn't really successful with women, but I did experience a certain level of success, not because I knew what I was doing, but because I had a certain level of natural game and building connections You try part of that game. I was outgoing. I was friendly. I was you know, relatively confident, or at least I could appear so. I was a bit bold, and I, I was very good at cultivating connection because, honestly, I loved talking to people and learning about them and sharing about myself, and I still do to this day. now I understand why it's so important and it's much more powerful now and i can I can um make better use of it and I'm better at it uh, but I think we live in an underconnected culture, and I think that it's important for us as men to understand that as as men, we are i think generally less connected and we have less experience with connection than women do i don't know why that is and i can't say that that's a concrete fact i don't think that's always true but i i feel like it's an observation i've had women it seems i hear this a lot from women who i talk to about relationships is that they kind of crave connection um but it's sort of difficult to get men to connect the way that that would satisfy them and i hear this from men too men are almost you know i i almost feel like there's this there's this um mechanism in our culture where men are a bit afraid to try to connect with a woman because um i think that they're afraid that that connection is a weakness i really do i think that some men have that in their mind you know um and i can relate to that i can relate to that because to be vulnerable is to show uh, is to show um your weakness to a point it really is um and so as men as alpha males what we have to do is we have to we have to learn to get bigger than that weakness, right? And so, what I have to say is, look, at, like I am who I am, and, and I'm going to share this with you because I, like, I want to generate connection, and I, I want to legitimately connect with you. And if you do something, you know, to to like break that trust, if I share something with you and you throw it back in my face or whatever it is, then then I have to understand that being vulnerable wasn't the mistake. The mistake was your choice to take what I gave you as vulnerability and throw it back at me. And so then as a man, I have a responsibility to then say, okay, I'm not going to be vulnerable with you anymore. You know, at least until you have, you know, reestablished the trust that you just broke by throwing that back in my face. Right. And, and so it's that, it's that kind of mentality. Like it's not weak to share, and to be vulnerable, and to talk openly. Um, it is weak to to like complain constantly, to act like a victim, to have a pity party, to just share things about yourself to get people's pity. Like That's not cool. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being truly vulnerable and, and being open and talking about what you think and what you feel and why you feel like it, um, but also to own it and to take responsibility for it. You don't blame it on anyone else. So that's... I think men... I think men have a hard time sometimes differentiating those two things. I really do. I feel like they do. And I, I feel like I used to do that as well. And it took me a, quite a bit of adjustment to get to a point where I didn't feel that way. Um, so it's important that we keep that in mind. Now, um, I'm going to go through some tips here for generating connection during a conversation, right? Ask questions and answer questions. So connection connection truly is initiated with questions really that's the. sometimes you'll just share something about yourself um that's a little bit less common it's very cool what happens you can start a connection process that way but the easiest way and the most simple way is to just ask a question so you know you spend time with a girl and ask questions um i'm gonna give you an example today i went through the line at the store and there's this this very lovely lovely girl and she had tattoos and and I'm a big fan of tattoos. I really like them, and uh, and I thought to myself, like, she's very, very pretty, and and I was like, and I was going to talk to her, I went, and so I I was like, hey, I like your ink, what, you know, what do you got? Tell me about it. And so she, you know, started talking to me about it, and she had this just just brilliantly cute accent, and um, she had this you know red hair, just really my type, right? Um, now as she was talking to me, I was like paying attention. I was listening. I was responding to her, you know, to what she was saying. And then you know, I asked her where she got her tattoos done, and and uh, and I said I was a big fan of tattoos, and like that, hers looked really good, I thought. And and then I asked her what she was going to get next. Um, now I was I was actually so I was I engaged with her, and then I was very quickly building connection, right? Because she went right to telling me um, that for her sister, because her sister went through a really hard time. she wanted to get a quote on her back, right? And so so there we've already moved to a deeper level of connection. Um, but, but then, while she was showing me her shoulder, I noticed she had an engagement ring on. So um, I didn't end up asking her for her number. Um, maybe I should have, anyway. But I was like, "Oh, you know, if she's engaged, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go down that road," and and I'm not gonna even, you know, go there. But um, the point being is that that happens. It can happen very quickly and very organically. And and when we share a bit of ourselves, or when we ask questions to initiate that, and then and then we. We get that information, and then we respond positively to it, and then we share a bit about ourselves. It's that loop, right? And so that's how connection starts, and it just keeps on going, uh, if we keep it going, which is very, very good. Um, <clears throat> the next thing is truly listen to the other person. Don't just listen as you prepare a response. This is something I used to do. Um, I used to ask someone a question, and then they would start to talk about it. But as soon as they started talking, I would already start planning how I was going to respond to what they were saying, right? Um, Sometimes it was because I disagreed with them and I was preparing a response so I could be quick to respond. And sometimes it was because I wanted to talk about myself and, and I actually prioritized thinking about what I wanted to say over what they were saying. Both are not good. Um, what we need to do is we need to fully listen and be aware and present while the other person is talking, pay true, close attention to them and, and be present in that moment and like really feel what they're telling you and try to understand what it means for them. Right. Um, that will do so much good and you will learn so much more about a person and you'll build more genuine connection that way. Uh, so, you know, truly try to listen. Uh, the next one is share something deeper than what is just on the surface, right? So if I say to someone, if I say to someone, oh, I'm a big fan of this band. And then they're like, oh, okay, very cool. So now that's an engagement. And then there's a little bit of connection, but it's still, it, it's, um, it's really vague. And it's, it's not very deep, right? It's deeper than nothing. It gives someone a little bit of information. Much better to say, I like this band because I listened to them when I was younger. I thought that their first two albums were so amazing. I've seen them in concert twice. I got to shake the lead singer's hand. It was like their lyrics really speak to me. I love how like I love how um, motivational their lyrics are. So that's a lot different than just saying, well, I like this band, right? So we want to share something a little bit deeper than what is on the surface. Next, be honest. You don't have to make yourself sound perfect to truly connect with someone. In fact, that's the opposite of what you want to do. Um, We all have a tendency of trying to, like, we want to, um, humans tend to break off into two bad directions when it comes to connection. Either they, they throw a pity party and they want people to feel sorry for them, so they spew out all of their negative feelings when they get the chance to talk, or when they get the chance to talk, they kind of clam up and they just say things that make their life sound really good because they don't want the other person to judge them or they don't want the other person to think that they're not doing it right or something. So these are the two negatives. I used to be the first one. I tend more toward the second one. Now I have to be careful because my thing is I don't want to complain. I don't want to be a victim. Uh, I take responsibility for my life. And so sometimes that makes me hesitant to share anything negative because I don't want it to come off as complaining. Now, with that being said, that's not necessarily a good thing either because we want to be able to share the positive and negative aspects of our lives in a controlled way without complaining, without being a victim, and that's totally possible. Um, So a pride does play into that. Um, You do want to be honest. Sometimes being honest means... You have to share things about yourself that are not perfect, right? And um, like, for example, I sometimes have a, I sometimes have a difficult time uh, staying focused on things. So um, I'll work on something for a little bit and then drop it. But that's kind of hard for me to admit sometimes because I would like to think of myself as a super focused person. But that's okay. If I say that, I, that I'm not always a super-focused person, um, that's fine. I'm not asking for a pity party. I'm just saying something that's true, right? And so hopefully the person on the other end will then take that information and they'll say, oh, yeah, I can relate to that, or I can't really relate to that. And they won't, like, throw it back in, in your face and, you know, make it a thing or, or be negative about it, right? And so, so that's, a, you know, we, we don't want to just make everything sound perfect. We have to be honest, If we want to build true connection, if all you share is the good things, you're only going to build so much connection, right? Um, And you really deprive the other person of the experience of getting to know the real you as well. Because none of us are all positive. There's a positive and negative aspect to each one of us. We all have our light and our dark side, right? It's the yin and yang. Um, So there's a balance. And we have to communicate that balance and what it looks like. We really do If we want to build genuine connection. That's anything deeper than just very, very basic. Uh, you have to be willing to let the other person see your true self. That really fits right into it. Um, but what I mean by this more is like, so um, if I, if I go to business networking and I talk to everyone and what I say is, Oh, I'm a, I'm a writer and I'm a dating coach. And I, I do this and I, you know, I have a home office, here's my business card. Um, yeah, I have clients, I do this and this. Okay, that's all business. That's only a very small part of who I really am. But if I start talking to them and I'm like, and I'm like, I'm so passionate about relationships. Like, I'm so passionate about dating. I love to date other people. Um, I love to, like, connect with people, humans. Like, I love to I love to talk about the real things, you know. Um, what I really love is when people talk to me about their projects and what they're passionate about. And, and I love to talk about what I'm passionate about, too. Um, I love to talk about the things I'm writing about, you know, right now. Um, today, I'm talking about connection, right? I'm doing this video about connection. Um, and I'm passionate about it. I would, if I were to... Walk into business networking right now. I would want to sit down and say, "Oh, I was doing this video about connection. Let me tell you about it, right?" And so I'm showing some of my true self, and and that's a lot different than saying, "Oh, I'm a writer. Like I'm a dating coach." And those are very basic engagement-focused things. But but connection happens when we share our true selves, right? Or even if we share the weird part of us or whatever, you know, like, um, I have a, a I have a, a guilty pleasure. Um I really like um I like anime, right, so you can say something um, that's true of me, not very much of it, but there are some that I really really like, and so it's kind of like it's kind of nerdy, but uh but it's it's cool, right, and so I share that, okay, that might not be <laughs> something that you would just throw out there all the time, but why not right why not and it's because we We don't want to appear less than perfect. We don't want to be judged. We don't want someone to think, oh, that's weird. You're a weird guy. But I'm going to tell you, nine times out of 10, or 19 times out of 20, when we share our true self, in control them out, we don't want to just go overboard and overload everyone with all our weirdness. But um, if we share about our true selves in a controlled amounts, it actually really, really makes us come off as more authentic because we are being more authentic, and people connect with that. People don't want a bland, generic human. They just don't. Um, they don't want to be scared away by an overload, right? But they want to see that you're a real person with your own quirks and your own focused categories and your interests and your passions because that's what makes us all unique, right? If every single burger was the exact same in the world, we'd be very tired of eating burgers. We would not want that. But everywhere you go, it's a little different burger, different seasoning, different cheese, right? And so that's how we want to be. And that works to our advantage. So be your true self. Be a bit more vulnerable than you normally would, but not so much that you dive off the deep end. Okay. So as we're... We have to think about that iceberg and the levels. We have to make sure that we are paying attention to where we're at in the connection. If I have connected you know, this far with someone and then the next time I talk to them, we may not come right back to this point, but we have been here. So it may, it may retreat just a little bit, but we should be able to get back to here relatively easily, right? Um, hopefully we can, we can do that. Um, but if we don't, if we just go right back up to engagement and then we never approach this level again, for some reason, this kind of happens when we, when we engage with someone and we connect with them. And then later on, we second guess ourselves. We can tend to like retreat back. and you're like, Oh, I acted weird this time I'm going to be normal. And then all of a sudden the other person's like, what is this? What is this bland blandness? I thought we really connected last time. Um, you know, so that can work against us. Like going more bland is never going to work to your advantage, in a dating environment, especially dating, because in business networking, you might, okay, but not dating, because dating is so individual, and it relies so much on connection, that if you just play the bland game, you're going to struggle, you're going to struggle really hard. What you need to do is develop develop controlled connectedness so without overloading but you know you get down to here the next conversation you should go a little further the next conversation you should go a little further that's how it should work that's how people want it to work they want to get deeper into the connection when they interact they don't want to just keep going back to the engagement that's so exhausting right that's why long-term relationships feel so comfortable partly is because you don't have to keep going back to that engagement now that doesn't mean that you need to pick up and act like a married couple if you've only talked to someone twice but it does mean that we need to be mindful and pay attention of where we're at with that person with connection, right? Uh, Don't complain and have a victim mentality. I've already kind of talked about that. Um, Saying that you should be vulnerable is not saying that you should just, you should just spew all of your negative feelings onto the person without their consent, right? Um, You really should make sure if a person wants to hear you vent before you vent, because venting is not a pleasant thing and people should know when they're getting, when they're getting tied up in that So, um, you know, be controlled in what you share. Share a little bit of the negative. Just put it out there, a little bit. No complaining, no victim. And then, you know, next time a little bit more, whatever. Understand that it takes more for some people to connect than others. Sometimes if someone just doesn't connect with you, you might be like, well, it's not worth it. Sometimes it might be worth it. They just need a little bit of extra coaxing. Maybe they've been hurt in the past, or maybe they... Um, you know, they're slow to connect because they don't want to move too fast. So we, we need to be, we need to be a little bit mindful of these things and give things a little bit of room, right? Um, don't, don't dive off the deep end too quick. And just if you don't get connection with someone within two minutes, don't write them off necessarily, but they should be able to connect with you. If they can't, then there's some kind of problem. Uh, cultivate connection in your life by practicing it. We have to practice it. So what I want you to do is I want you to go out there and start talking to women. I want you to start talking to women when you go to the store. I want you to look for them in the produce aisle. I want you to be aware when you go out to the club. I want you to be aware, walk up, start some conversations. Don't get too crazy, but practice that engagement and then start building that little bit of connection and see how, it, see what kind of difference it makes. No, you know, don't just stick with small talk. Um, you you engage with them and then quickly you're asking them a question I like that bracelet where did you get it? oh I got it here here oh do you shop there a lot? um yeah yeah it's like oh okay like my favorite store is this place um do you ever shop there they're like um, no, not really and I'm like so like what about that store do you like you know and then and or you don't even have to get that in deep deep with it that might not be a good example but but what I'm talking about is we want to dig a little bit deeper and then we want to share and then when they share, it creates that loop and then it builds that connection. And if there's already sexual chemistry and they're already vibing on you, then that is the next natural step in that flow. And that's that force of attraction. It's a powerful force. You really, like, once you start getting into that flow, you go, you engage and then you connect and then you build up and then you go to escalation. That's a hard flow to stop. It's a hard one to mess up. It's just so powerful, right? Right. All right, man, that's what I got for today. Connection. Cultivate it. Practice it every day. Start getting some conversations going with women. Get some war stories. Um, start living. Don't just don't just think about it. Do it. Live it. Don't be afraid. Get out there and be yourself. Um, go with grace, my friends. Never give up your power. I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit www.joshuasegathis.com. You on the flip side